0: Food Cooperative, located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery.
1: Their bulk section is... Dope.
0: It's two o'clock. When you hear the trippy, trippy music play, and it's two o'clock on a Wednesday, you know what time it is. You're here with Pam Benjamin, and you know that it's time for some call me Tim. Almost did it this week. Went a little bit over, almost hit that marker. Very excited about the program today. Talking with Chris Fernanson and Kayla Keller out of Santa Rosa and, well, the Great greater Bay Area's comedy scene, really. They're part of the whole deal. I mean, they drive down enough. I can call them part of San Francisco's comedy scene. scene, scene. Comedy scene. Showing sure, from Santa Rosa. Let's work out some kind of accent or something. I don't know. Uh, but we're here on Some Call Me Tim, where we talk about what people believe in, what they used to believe in, things that shape what they do as a person now and how they live their life. And whether that has a moralistic basis or whether that comes from like a humanist perspective or from, say, like a nihilistic perspective, or maybe it comes from a good old-fashioned Christian perspective. I don't know. Maybe they're Buddhist. Maybe they're atheist. There's stand of Comedians, so nobody knows. But that is what Some Call Me Tim is about. Uh, hey, before I even introduce you, I got to ask, do you have a lighter? Because I have tons of weed and I have nice. no... I have I have all the stuff for us to get <laughs> a little a more spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't have anything I have I even I even um I even heated up my vape pen and oh. I've been having trouble with my packs.
2: I love the packs, highs. I
0: love the packs here. I'm gonna yeah. I'll give you all the accoutrement. Everybody, Chris Ferdinson here on hey, the program to today.
2: Good to be here. Super
0: excited yeah. to. Uh, you have been come? Are you guys just going to get an apartment in San Francisco? I mean. Like,
2: man, we really should. It would save us a lot of gas money, but uh, I don't know. I got a job up there I got to stay for for now. I just got to. I'm, I'm just. What, what, I just love driving down. You, so. you
0: really? Yeah, okay, I do. But- if you put together all of the gas money that you've spent, mm. would you be able to would you be able that. to afford uh, an apartment here?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, I totally could. It's just about, you know I, I I have a that's where I grew up up there, so it's hard to make that first move, I know, you but, know. but you're twenty three yeah. I know
0: so maybe know. it's time to leave yeah. the nest. what what do you what exactly you don't have to tell us exactly what you mm-hmm. do in where you live Santa Rosa, but you can if you want.
2: Well I, yeah, I live in Santa Rosa, I do tree work. Oh you, know, yeah, you can yeah. do tree work anywhere. Oh yeah. You no, can do if you're
0: an arborist, you can work here. There's so much stuff to do mm-hmm. here. Even even if you just get with the city and you do city trees oh, yeah. or there's so many parks in oh, San Francisco. Yeah.
2: And I've got a pretty good of a amount of experience at this point. I worked yeah. for my dad's family business, but that's the problem is my dad's family business relies on me right now. Oh. So if I leave my dad's like Well what am I gonna do? Yeah but does you he know, so.
0: does he why doesn't he just hire somebody else hire a, buy, else, right? hire a just, new guy yeah, and pay him less because you exactly. have to, he has to pay you a lot because of your expe- because expertise. Because of nepotism. <laughs> because of nepotism and because yeah. of your
2: expertise. Yeah, totally. And, yeah.
0: I, well, you're not a dependent on his taxes anymore. Wouldn't that be fun if he got to write you off oh, and he man. paid you?
2: Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't tried that. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, there's so many trees here in I know, in the there's city. a lot
2: of trees. I, I'm totally, I just love coming down here every single night that I can't get up in the North Bay. Just coming down here every single night trying to do something here and, uh, and really making my presence known in the city more. Because I would yeah. come down maybe once or twice a month right. in the past. And uh, it, its I feel like I've just felt a lot more momentum in the past few months getting down here every day.
0: But, yeah, yeah. Well, then why not? I mean, well, that's the thing. Talk about beliefs and things that shape your life. Is it that you're, Is it the fear that your family will be mad at you if you abandon the business?
2: Oh, yeah that is it and it's uh, it's. it would be hard to do that to my parents to but just, uh, what if
0: you make a deal with them and say I do want to take over your business dad when you can't work anymore which is in what five ten
2: years uh, maybe last year oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been doing every that's why the business is uh, relying. I'm like the only employee and we have like a ground guy and then i i do all the work i do all the climbing i do wow. everything and then we have an uh, it we have ground guys come in and out uh, regularly right well
0: they take the they take all the garbage stuff yeah, yeah they just have yeah. to collect but yeah. but you have to know what you're doing in the tree mm-hmm. to be able to so It's even a matter of, does he have the time and the ability to train someone new?
2: That's, that's the thing is I think if I were to leave, he would be, he's too exhausted to try to do it again. So I think he might just end up having to, he's talked about it before selling the business. Oh, He's talked about it before and how it's a good idea. And I've brought up to him how I'm doing comedy now and I want to, this is what I want to do.
0: But you can, that's the thing is that you have the skills to -hmm. be able to transfer to a place like this. Yeah, Yeah. And... To either, to be able to do comedy, and it's great because comedy's at night, and you can't trim trees at night. You can't do no. that. You kind of need the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. So Instead
2: of some floodlights. Yeah, floodlights which would be Going right up the tree. Sure. That'd be scary.
0: Well, and tree they work in the dark. They do it at night when they're um, in some of the Richie Pants um, parks up on top of the hill, like Knob Hill and right, whatnot. Right. At Christmas time, they put the lights up around the trees. Okay. And they sort of put like these, first they trim the trees, and then they sort of put this weird blanket of lights around it it I mean because I was nanny at the time so I was watching them do the work and it took about a week for them to get those lights up but that's like the, that that's part of the professional tree people. They it like, is. It is. I've never been
2: paid then, to put lights on a tree yet. I've done it at my parents' house. Like climbed it really high and then like did it all right. Like like that. I'd like to be paid to do that's that. Big, that's big. That's cool big money around Christmas times. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. no one no one feels safe to climb trees. They don't know what they're no. doing. They can't be in a ladder. I love climbing trees. Tree.
2: If I see like a good easy tree to climb, like my friends are always like, don't just stop, just stop. Especially if I get a little drunk, I'm like climbing every tree I see. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Well. I think that the way the way to do it is to strike a deal with your dad and say Uh-huh. I'll train the next guy 6 months.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: give him say I'm giving you 6 months left. Mhm. And this is the opportunity for you to hire my replacement. I will train my replacement.
2: I think that's better than just leaving. leaving. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's just just talking to him about it, letting him know this is what I'm going to do and you can't talk me out of it and it's going to happen in 6 months. So, cuz I've told him that this was going to happen, but then he guild trips, right? Real bad, and then I, uh, and then I don't. And then do you it. fold. Yeah, and then I fold yeah. because you yeah. care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: because he's provided you with livelihood for the past twenty-three years, so
2: you feel exactly. Uh, so you feel I feel some sort of obligation. Yeah. To him. but I, yeah. I feel like at this point I've fulfilled it.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. You're twenty-three. Yeah,
2: I'm twenty-three. Yeah. I'm, I've done a lot of work for him. And I, you did I, this cool
0: instead of going to college and getting a. You didn't get a degree in biology no, or no, anything. No, no But okay. as an arborist, you have yeah. knowledge that people can only get. In the field, but uh, <laughs> in yeah,
2: the tree, yeah. in the sky, in whatever, yeah, in the yeah.
0: fields. So it's not like you needed to go and learn all the names. It all of came the pretty
2: naturally to me too. I think there's something about your dad or somebody who made you doing something a lot before you were born. And then it all like trees have come very naturally to me since that, I was young.
0: I have a very similar theory about why, um, Asians aren't good drivers, and it's that when you're in China, not everybody had a car when they were growing up. Oh yeah, you just you were never in the car. Yeah, like in the United States, we all know how to drive when we're sixteen. We all grew
2: up in cars. We
0: grew up in cars, and we grew up with toys where you're playing a car or you're Mm -hmm. driving a car, or it's like magic. Almost every kid's
2: favorite toy is either a a toy truck or Mm -hmm. a toy car, and yeah, those are always the best. But
0: we have like the first person vision of it since we were tiny of we're in a car and this is how we do it and so people who have used alternative forms of transportation like it's not in their genes to be doing this driving thing
2: like imagine growing up somewhere where you never see any cars or anything all of a sudden you move to america and you're in a car going like 70 down the freeway and you're freaked out because that yeah yeah, it is scary but it's a scary but you come
0: from a place where there's four people on a scooter
2: Right. You're like like, well, at, you're least, like at least I'm right. not hanging off the back of a right. scooter. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I've seen pictures of like Thailand and there's people uh-huh. sitting on the bars. Yeah. There's a child like standing on like the foot thing in front of the person who's got his <laughs> arms around him and there's a there's a baby on the back and wow. there's stuff like there's stuff on it too. Well,
2: they got to go grocery, they're going to town. They're going That's and they're crazy. coming back picking some stuff up. Yeah. It's I would love to live somewhere else and live a completely different life at some point but yeah yeah well and you have the
0: ability that's the thing is you're 23 Mm -hmm. just make sure that you don't do the thing where you look back and you go oh I didn't do what I wanted to do for my whole 20s because I was trapped into this obligation because that's what I did with my first marriage like I listened to my parents and I went to school and they were like you're gonna get married right it was like yeah I basically listened to their I feel like parents, plan for as my As soon as their
2: daughter gets married, they're like, Okay, we did our job. Okay, right, she's like now nah, okay. nah, she's gonna be okay. She's, gonna be fine. she's in the arms of a man now. Right. Like, well, I was like, <laughs> I could take care of myself without yeah, that, yeah, but
0: they yeah. really wanted me to have this lifestyle of their choosing, and um, you know, in my thirties I negated that and now I'm like, Oh, I'm living my truth and everything. But yeah. it would have been nice to think that I didn't have to take, I mean, I felt at the time that was the only path that was available to me.
2: Yeah. Was, was there was an aha moment or like a wake up moment that you remember where you're like, oh man, this yeah. is. Yeah. I,
0: I, uh, I hurt my knee and I had to have, um, I had my broke, I popped my ACL skiing. I was 32. And at the time I was trying to get pregnant and it's too bad Kayla's not here for this part. Oh yeah. Uh, and I was trying to get pregnant with my, um, then husband and when I went in for this stuff about oh you're gonna get this surgery, they they were like well you, well you just can't you can't get pregnant for like six months or whatever, so you should get back on the birth control because I'd been off the birth control, right. and I just started crying and crying and I was like they're like what's what are you so upset about? And I said my relationship is over, I'm gonna leave my husband, and they're like wow. they're like these two things aren't yeah. this is not yeah. a mutually exclusive event. You hurt your knee, you can't have a baby. What's this with the husband? And I was like okay, so the whole point right now is that we're trying to have a baby to save the marriage. I mean that was like like basically all of the real issues floated to the surface and this one thing was like, I got hurt, I couldn't get pregnant. And I was like, and I'd already gotten off the birth control. And which, that's
2: a big thing, too. Getting off the birth control, you notice a lot more things.
0: Well, it's I think birth control, after I got off it when I was 32 and I was on it from when I was 21, I think it's the systematic controlling of middle-class women
2: yeah.
3: to
0: enjoy family and house and comfort and home and resting on your laurels and watching lots of TV. And when I got off the birth control, I wrote a novel in six weeks. I'm not even fucking with you. My first novel. And I was like... <laughs>
2: All that pent-up creative energy that had just been watching TV this whole time. Right. And doing a
0: corporate job and living the life other people told me to live, like my parents and my family. And so Uh when that all came out, I was like, woof, should move to San Francisco. And then I found comedy. So unlike your situation where Mm -hmm. you're like, your family wants you to do something, but you have another passion and you want to do that. I didn't even know comedy existed yet. I didn't even... No one had said to me, "You're funny." Like there be no.
2: (laughs) I've been taking baby steps for this, for that feeling of uh, kind of breaking myself away from the uh, Sonoma County towny sort of dude. I've been taking steps to just get out every single day and uh, not be that. And And it feels great. It feels. But
0: I mean, but at what cost? Whose car are you driving? Yeah, gas money. (laughs) Your car has okay. your uh, everybody Kayla Keller joining us Hello. on some call me Tim. Hi, okay. you only get a little closer to that
4: but friend. I feel what you're talking about like cool. with the birth control. Because every time I've ever gotten an IUD within like a, a couple months, I'm just like drained. But
0: now, IUD with that's Morena with the ring that has the hormones in it or the copper one? I have the real deal oh. the See, copper,
4: the copper one I have a problem with too, though. Really, I do, and I always no matter when I get it, I always feel it. Like they've never. I've never oh, I can feel them. it. And there's yeah. the strings,
0: and people can feel the strings. No, and I've like, I can to clip feel it strings. like in my body, and it huh. like it's a weird thing. You know. The, okay, so when I got my first IUD, they put in. They were like, "Which do you want? The copper?" And in the beginning, I'm like, "Yeah, I want the copper. I want the copper." And they talked me out of it, and they put in the one that they said, "Well, we re- we prefer this one." The hormonal one. And so yeah, the hormonal one. So within a month of getting it in, I gained like twelve pounds. And I hadn't changed anything about my life. That's crazy. And I felt like yucky. And so I went into them and I was like, take this thing out of me. This is obviously this. They're like, well, maybe we should check your thyroid. I'm like, okay, so everything's been fine in my entire life up to this point. You give me this new thing that has weird hormones in it. I've gained eight pounds. I'm crying constantly. I'm losing my mind. Like, don't you want to give it a little more time? No. (laughs) Get this thing out of me. Put the copper thing inside. And like, yeah, I bleed more than a normal period. Like I bleed for like six days but fucking
1: no babies
2: it's better than I've heard of the birth control pills that like sometimes you'll just miss your you just your periods just super irregular mm-hmm. and how can that be good for you how is that good for your system you know
0: yeah I can't um, I mean it, feeling off kilter not knowing it's coming or not there's balance and stuff I don't
2: know there's a certain sort of comfort in knowing when you're gonna be on your period right I, mean, I know yeah
0: <laughs> 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 no see though no, that's just that's just paying attention that's yeah. nice that's impressive Uh, So usually I ask people to look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus over there in the corner by the ground where he belongs. uh, And I say, do you now or have you ever believed in Jesus Christ?
2: I think at a very early age, yeah. My parents never introduced it to me. My parents never did that. But when I was growing up, my parents were like, yeah, there's probably something. And then all my friends were Christian. So then I was like, well... uh, okay I even called myself a Christian at one point wow. I think, when I was like in middle school were
0: you going to the were you going to like youth stuff in the afternoon or like at night were you a, going to
2: like one or two it wasn't a regular thing for me but like my friends did it so I'd like join along a couple times and I was like this is cool but a little bit weird like I just uh, I didn't totally buy into it though
0: but you called yourself Christian that's interesting
2: For for like a year maybe wow. like in middle school yeah
0: was it that you were seeking the group to like you or were you... Yeah. See- okay, so it wasn't like you were seeking I,
2: seeking I told this girl who was totally Christian that I really liked. She asked me if I was Christian. I'm like, <gasps> hell yeah, I'm Christian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, good. I've always wanted a Christian boyfriend. I'm like, score.
0: Yeah, but then she's like, I'm never going to kiss you in public and only
2: and now that girl's married oh she's married yeah Yeah, well they get married quickly they get married real fast yeah because you don't you don't
0: get your BA you get your MRS
2: oh yeah yeah can we swear on here by the way absolutely okay cool you can fuck swear all you want
0: no problem I, I, it's hard for me to believe that you've lived in Santa Rosa your entire Sonoma years. Well, I actually moved up to
2: Redding and Shingletown for a couple years because my parents just wanted to move, and then we ended up moving back because like stuff wasn't going well. So then, yeah, Shingletown—it's like 30 miles out of Redding, up in the hills, a population of 1,000. Whoa! was—it uh, was a weird little town, weird little town.
0: See now in a, in a in a in a small town like that, I'd feel like you'd have to go to church because how else? do That's you? where I
2: was doing the church stuff ah, when I did it do it. It only yeah. makes sense yeah. because
0: yeah. how else do you deal with your? If there's only a thousand people in the town, that means there's only what like fifty junior hires. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if.
2: And the church is the community of the, of the town. That's where people go to spend time with each other and hang out. I mean, there's little sub communities, but most, most of the families and everything are all about the, the church right. up in Shingletown. Yeah.
0: Wow. And then if not, you were like a skater kid and they were like the yeah, punk smoking yeah, pot and you're yeah. like
2: Don't hanging do out down in Palisadro and Reading a little bit more. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
0: Uh, Kayla, do you, do you, how about you with sparkle Jesus over in the corner?
4: That's, I've always believed in God. I've always believed in a higher power from the time I was little and my parents were not religious. Like my mom's idea of religion was like crystal healing and like telling me that like a crow could be my grandfather. Like that was her <laughs> whole, her whole religious spiel growing up. But I've never a believed. A crow, not a raven? Yeah, not a raven, yeah. Like she's like any anything, she was always like we're all one. Everything is part of us, like my whole life growing up. But no one talked to me about God or, or religion. And I've never believed in Jesus, but I've always believed in God. Huh if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I was always like, I call bullshit on Jesus. I, I'm highly suspicious of this. Like, I feel like he maybe was a man, who knows? But like, I, I never thought that that was like the, the path to salvation. But there, but you believe that there's uh, something in charge of the universe. I do. That we can call I believe God. that there's a higher power or an order to the universe. Uh, but I don't know what that means exactly.
0: Well, as we've heard on the past, and some call me Tim uh, from Keith D., uh, I believe in higher powers, gravity. Mm-hmm. Gravity is a higher power. Yeah. I don't understand how or why it works, but it is 9.8 yeah. meters per second squared. Things mm-hmm. fall in our universe because mm-hmm. like, we're tilted on some axis and going in some certain direction and going in another direction. Grounded. It's crazy. Yeah, It's got to be like, how is the... What are the, uh, just that the, you know, that the earth is at a specific tilt that it, I, I don't know, all that, like when you calculate that stuff, that's like,
2: yeah, yeah. The idea of heaven and hell for me too, was always like a red flag in my head. I'm mm. like, really, really eternal uh, burning or eternal, like how, how can something be good forever too? Like, how are you going like, to go somewhere that's just heaven, heaven, you know, like,
0: when I was very little and we were at the Christian church and they I I would raise my hand and be very confrontational and they hated me so much but I'd be like so what is actually hell like? I'm like you're in a burning (laughs) fire and they so what a pastor once said to me a youth pastor to shut me up was imagine the worst thing that you can imagine happening and that's what happens to you for all forever all the time there is no more time Yeah. but this is constantly happening to you and so I was, my thought was always like, I'd have to do a handstand in a pool of either vomit or mustard or a combination <laughs> of the two. And I'd have to because I'm afraid of both and I find them both disgusting. Just like French's yellow mustard is just yeah. abhorrent to me. So even having my hands in it would be awful. But, but I'd have to do a forever handstand and I'd be constantly teetering on the edge of, I'm going to fall into this. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So that would be like
2: just no, Hell no days me. or anything just
5: forever no days He's no definitely. sleeping yeah. no yeah.
0: just like almost like a dream because dreams don't seem to have any sleep or beginning or ending time, but yeah. you just constantly like doing a handstand in vomit mustard and then almost <laughs> falling down and if i do fall down i have to get back up in get that right position again. forever like <laughs> like a sisyphusian like sisyphus rolling the ball up the hill and then it rolls down and
2: you think at a was, certain point you would be like, you know, mustard's not that gross. Like, That's the question, I, I, you know, right? Like, would you be like, eh,
6: you know what, yeah. I drink puke
2: now. And then does it change? And is then,
0: yeah. like, get...
2: Right, is there and any... And then does your hell change after that for something else you hate even worse? Well, then it, it <laughs>
0: kind of means that the concept of hell makes your... con. It means your consciousness stops and gets trapped in this one...
2: I was scared Idea. of hell at an early age. I remember because my grandparents were super religious, and they were—they went to church every Sunday and everything. And they—we didn't do any of that. And they were like, you know, we love you guys. You guys are great, but you're going to hell, and that's so sad. They <laughs> would say that. Yeah, basically like very offhand, not really to the kids, but my parents were like, yeah, that's what they think. That is exactly wow. what they think. Yeah.
0: And I was taught that my grandma, who was a devout Catholic, was going to hell because I was raised Presbyterian and they Catholics aren't Christian enough because oh, they, yeah. don't, they don't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior into their heart and all that shit, mm-hmm. which means that then even if they believe in God and go to church and do all that stuff and they're Catholic and they go to mass and they kneel and they pray and they go, they absolve their sins to the priest, they're still going to hell because they're not good enough. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is crazy to me. The Like the...
2: Well, I've accepted God into my heart. Well, show me the paperwork.
0: Yeah. Where's show the paperwork me the, for that? Yeah, where's where's he, the Carfax He wrote voted on, on my heart. Uh, right. Where's that? It's, but, but it's basically a way for, me, for humans to be like, I'm better than you because my way is better than your way, but you're forever
4: damned unless you listen to my way. I'm yeah, like, Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like, I think we should go this way. No, we should go this way. Oh, yeah, that's what you're doing. Well, All right. I, I
4: think it's also a way because like if who you are in front of people and who you are alone for a lot of people are two different things. And so I think the concept of God was it's always reinforced because it's sort of like people being like, do you believe in God? Well, then I can assume that in your off time, you're a good person when I can't see you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of it is like everyone feels like in order to truly do the right thing, they have to be watched I oof, think that's where oof, a lot of it no, comes yeah, from. No, it just negates yeah. the concept but, I know, of integrity. But I that's where like, I think the inherent issue comes from because you should be able to do that like, with no accountability. Right. And when I used to work at
0: a large corporate facility, we had to have a six-week seminar on integrity and what is integrity. And I'm sitting there going, we're all adults in this room, and we're seriously having six weeks of weekly, hour-long meetings with no donuts and no coffee oh, about integrity? <laughs> like, this is really, it's because someone, st- someone within our group was stealing. And I'm like, why can't we just call out the thief? Why do we all have yeah. to fucking right. be lectured on integritous ad- actions,
4: b- basically doing the right thing when people aren't watching you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: that's I think I feel like that's how religion is. It's like why do we all have to? It's like like some people go to AA, some people don't. Like why do we all have to go to AA? Like some of us can handle it, some of us can't. Like we all have different ways of doing things. Right. Like don't lump everybody in together and be like everyone has to do this.
0: Well, and I and I get it with the alcoholism thing. And we've discussed this at open mics. And I am a I drink and I was just I just came off a binge where I drank every day for probably six weeks but yeah. I also did comedy every day for six weeks yeah. so I was forgiving myself because my first I mean I was hitting like two three stages a night and it's really hard to hit five stages on a Tuesday if you're not drinking the whole time. I know yeah. if you're gonna go hysteria OMG spark taupe grant and green and then maybe pull up a sixth on karaoke there is no way to do that from 5.30 until midnight 30 without imbibing. it. I, and I've done it, I've tried to do it on joints. I've tried yeah. to do it on weed. But it is hard to like have the motivation and the patience that alcohol provides. Like it provides a layer of fun sort of
3: that
1: mm-hmm.
0: makes it easier to do this shitty thing of yeah. going to these places and signing up Yeah. and getting on stage for the time. Because the, the time, it's like, it is enough, but all the other stuff gets in the way.
2: And it's all around all the time. And it's, and it's, it's, it's in bars. It's always, bars. Bar. Yeah, it's always yeah, yeah. in a bar. Yeah. So I, I like, if I'm doing multiple sets in a night, maybe doing the first one, I'll smoke a little weed maybe and not drink, and then the second one I'll start to drink, and then it's just fun. It's just a right. good time. And then I could do it without it, but why? Exactly. Yeah, you you got to do it once in, a, once in a while without it. But,
0: but then... So as a person who's like a responsible drinking drinker, it's just like, I'm responsibly drinking, but every night of the week. (laughs) So is that responsibly drinking? And do I need someone outside myself to say this is, or this isn't or whatever? But I mean, really, when it comes down to it, does the drinking get in the way? of what I'm trying to accomplish. No, it actually furthers what I'm trying to accomplish. No, it actually helps you is go is out. Which is hitting five, five yeah. open mics in a night, which is, so those are like the moralistic choices that I go
4: through, but that to a
0: regular person, they'd be like, you're an alcoholic. Right.
4: Yeah. But that's like well, it's personal think, accountability. Like right. you're saying you have a system for yourself where you keep your own checks and balances and it's like on you versus somebody being like, you shouldn't do that. Like they don't know whether or not it's working for your life.
0: So I felt guilty because on Sunday I drank without comedy.
4: I was, I was there,
0: I went to the bar at like 3, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll come back here to do Getting Sketchy at 4. And then I was like, no. It's like, well, then I'll go to OMG at 5.30. And then I was like, nah, fuck it. And yeah. then I was like, I'll go to Maggie McGarrity's. At,
6: nah, mm. nah, fuck it. <laughs> I'll go to,
0: and then finally I'm sitting at home, and I'm drunk at like 11. I'm like, I thought I could call bar. <laughs> but I was like, by that point, it wouldn't have helped anybody because I'd just been drinking all day for no reason.
2: Mm-hmm. I've started <sighs> to feel more like... I, I, Every night I don't get up. I'm like, well, what was the reason you didn't get up tonight? Like, you got to get up there. You got to do something tonight. Because it's possible to get it on stage every night. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 I and mean, if you're not, then what are you doing? What are you do you really is this your whole life? Right. Yeah. Well, and then it yeah.
0: becomes am I working towards something like actually being a comedian, or is this just something that facilitates my debaucherous lifestyle? Like right. am I lucky to have fallen into comedy when I was thirty six when I was already a bleak alcoholic, but now I have some drive and motivation that helps mm-hmm. me be a better person. I don't know. I kind of shit on people more now that I'm a comedian. So I, I don't started know when I
2: was seventeen, not allowed to drink anywhere. <laughs> Ever, And then once I turned 21, I definitely just got used to having a beer before a set. But I did it for three years before doing that, too. So it was...
0: And they let you in places. I mean, I, I don't want to out yeah, anybody yeah. because I don't know if the ABC is stuck. us. I got
2: kicked out of some places. Uh, some places were cool. Some places... Most places let me go on stage, but I couldn't hang in the room. So the actual the
0: law with the ABC, because I've been there because of this place... Uh, and I had to go take a class. It was four hours, and now I have this little certificate, and I can mm. be a bouncer. blah. blah, blah. <laughs> Anyways, you're only allowed to perform on stage if you're under 21. In the case of a band, if you're, if you are doing poetry or comedy, it doesn't count. I asked in the thing because wow. they brought it because like, we were saying, what about underage drinking if there's a band? And they said yes if they're this thing they if they have an instrument if they're singing, but except. If you are on stage without an instrument and you're just singing, it doesn't count
2: because <laughs> so it's you like be a spoken band, word. You just can't be the singer. you can be. You can be
0: the singer in a band, yeah. but you can't just be a singer without a band. Right, right. And you can't just be a comedian, and you can't just do poetry. <laughs> There's no like spoken word performance art stuff. It's, it has to be. It's specifically in the law. I wonder says how many bands have been band. formed
2: for that loophole. Like people who want to perform solo, but can't look like, hey, start hey, a band with me. I need your yeah. guitar
0: so that we can be in a bar. I
2: love what a bro that law is. It's like, hey man, team up, start a band, start a band. Yeah. <laughs> but it's
0: silly because when so in places, they could legally get in trouble for letting an underage person perform comedy yeah, on yeah. stage. Even if you're just in the green room and just on stage and you get the fuck out after. Yeah. But it's just... They're all strange, arbitrary laws to make sure that kids under age don't drink. And
2: I understood like why the venues would get pissed sometimes because it's a big deal if they get caught. It's and a I, huge deal. I was deal. putting them up for risk, and I'm like why? Because you want to go on stage and do five minutes, That's and it's not and happen. it's
0: a it's like it starts as a four thousand dollar fine, and uh, the it's not to the there's a couple different fines. There's the person who's running the show, and then there's the owner of the place, so both people can get dinged. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's so crazy. I know the laws and, and that stuff's what moralistic. Like we're,
4: it's just drawing an arbitrary line and saying, don't step over it. And then like there's consequences, but like, that's the, that's the whole issue is like who's in charge of the lines. Right.
0: And is it because, I mean, I ostensibly it's because underage kids can get drunk and take advantage of, but any person of any age can get drunk and taken advantage of. I don't think that there's like a, particularly I mean I guess kids under 21 are particularly dumb but I don't think that any 18 year old girl's decisions drunken are any different than my like blackout (laughs) Pam is like a drunken 12 year old so it doesn't even like I don't even know I never get to meet that person I hear she's a good time but like
2: (laughs) I did a headstand the other weekend Uh, I tried to and then I broke a pipe
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, said you broke your yeah.
2: pipe. That was totally an alcohol-based uh, decision.
0: And then you have to go, is that negatively impacting my life? Not
2: really. I not really. I mean, I got pipe. a new pipe. I, I, had the, I tried to do a headstand. That's all good.
0: As long as you're yeah. not like ruining relationships and... Yeah, You know, yelling at people and getting in fights. And that's something
2: where if you're doing something like comedy every single night and you're drinking every night, you're not using your drinking and and doing something bad for you or for other people. You're drinking and and continuing to add uh, art and continuing to uh, better yourself at comedy, which you care about. You know, so that's... I agree. Yeah.
0: So I've been hanging out less and less at my regular bar. Or I try to do it, I have a beer before I go do it somewhere else because... I want to say hi to everybody, but I just don't see the point in hanging out in a bar for three hours anymore if I'm not getting stage time.
2: Yeah, like totally. It just doesn't totally. make sense to me. I, yeah, I feel that way. I'll go out to like bars with my friends, like on the weekends, like when I'm not doing comedy, and I'll be like, "So, like, where's the where's the list? Where's, the, where's yeah? What's going? List? Why are we here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there? Yeah. Do, I do I? Am here? I
0: gonna? Do, is there a back patio? Yeah. Am I doing time somewhere? Like, what's <laughs> what's happening? Well, we've. I think comics have figured out their own. Moralistic structure. Yeah, what is right and what is wrong. I I just
2: try to do the right. I think you got choices, and you do the right thing. And I think people try to make up the Jesus stuff so that to make people think about somebody watching them all the time, which is terrifying. But uh, just just make the right decision for you, and just trust that good things come when you do good things.
0: Right. It's having. An invisible friend who's a 33-year-old man, I think, is a little creepy, depending
4: yeah. on what age you yeah. are. Like, this is super judgmental. A 33-year-old friend always giving this side eye, like, are you really going to do that right exactly. now? Exactly. Right. But
2: he'll always, like, he's yeah. it's, it's okay. like, it's okay. Because if you make your own
4: choices, I died for your sins, so <laughs> just yeah. You, yeah. Make, no. yeah.
2: so well, you know. So you know I died for that. The, the
4: <laughs> WWJD um,
0: Mormon rings, the What Would Jesus Do rings are a lot of fun. So you're supposed to like, Oh yeah. what would Jesus do? And we know that he doesn't, I guess he didn't have sex, although... I think biblically and contextually, whenever they mention feet, they're talking about boning. So like oh, yeah. back in the day when Ruth laid at the feet of Boaz for three nights in the gleaning room, which is where they were messing with the wheat and stuff, and he was working so hard that he fell asleep and she went and slept at his feet for three days. Oh, that's banging right And there. then he woke up on the third day, he's like, so you could be with so many other of my brethren, yet you choose me. But I think that the euphemism she was wasn't just laying, laying at the feet. feet. Right. Same yeah. thing when Mary Magdalene dries Jesus' feet with her hair. Right. Whoa. I think that won't getting it on. Uh-huh. So there's lots of biblical references that deal with feet.
4: Right. Well, That's interesting. Well, and I think it's also like the the state, like, like laying at his feet, I think, more than just the feet itself, because it's basically saying like she was like able to be open with him. Like, she was giving him the power, like, laying at his feet. Because I think that's a lot of the, the idea in these religions is that, like, women have this, like, crazy carnal power that, like, we are in charge of. And, like, when we submit that to men, like, I think that's maybe also what it is. She's in, like, a prone position.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, and yeah. that that goes into all the old school uh, Judaism. There's a rabbi who I met at comedy day, funny enough, and he wouldn't shake my hand. And I thought maybe he was a germaphobe or something. But then... I looked it up, and in Orthodox Judaism, in certain sects, men aren't allowed to even touch women mm. because their power is so great and so extreme that they just can't control themselves. Right. <laughs> like they're gonna it's the same reason they have sex I can't even get close I can't, I can't even, even do it. They actually have sex through a sheet with a hole in the sheet Hell so yeah. that their penis only goes through the hole into the <laughs> because a woman's body is so sensual that what oh, are they gonna do It's oh, crazy. So oh. it's just sort of like pro-feminism reverse feminism saying like women are so powerful but it's also like which is why we must subjugate them. It's, It's this weird, like they're using feminism in a way that's against women and it's old school. So it's very like, really, you can't touch me. I'm that powerful because you're married, and seriously, you can't shake my hand like you're a- You're
2: so powerful, I love you so much, I don't even want to touch you right now. Right, <laughs> but, it's, but, but
0: the way that in our society that we show, especially, well I'll say in, in, in the United States, is when you meet someone as an equal, you shake their hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't shake someone's hand and you make that choice, you're basically saying that we're not equals. Now what they're saying is that women are more equal than men, but I'm saying no, everyone should be equal. Whether it's less equal or more equal, we should be fucking equal. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't give me this, I'm more equal than you and you can't touch me kind of thing, because the way I see it is that you know you just want to continue subjugating women.
4: Yeah, it's like a weird abusive relationship where they're like, no, it's because you're so powerful. It's because you're you're too much. Like it's not you, it's me. Like it's like it's, <laughs> right. it's such yeah. a weird thing to be like because it's like yeah. Why you
2: keep asking about the sheet? Right, All right yeah. I, I, I put the sheet I'm over <laughs> you, and that's how it happens. Yeah, that's every other funny. guy. Well, isn't do that this? like
4: the classic? Like even uh in the beginning, right? It was like Lilith, and then and then Eve and I feel like they're the same person I feel like it's one and the same and it's that power struggle back and forth of of saying like you're either too much or you're not enough sure and I think it's like nobody can come to an actual 50 50. Oh absolutely well and because
0: there really can't be a 50 50 when like so men give the sperm and women have the egg I think we got 50 50 there but then women have nine months of like and once the baby's born, we feel all like, oh, now we're nurturing and suckling at the boob and that loves me and I'm connected to it. And guys are like, I get the
6: fuck out of here.
2: Yeah, but also our orgasms don't mean as much.
6: Yeah,
0: but no, I think that they You think it's equal? Oh, why not? Because well, like,
2: girls can come like all the time, like again and again. Well, so can
0: guys. It just takes yeah, the refractory takes period. The refractory yeah. period from men's orgasm to orgasm is a little bit longer than women's, but yeah. not
2: that much. Not by a lot. Not no. by a
0: lot. Like, and it kind of.
2: But well, I'm sleepy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> tired. I,
0: I don't understand. Like that makes me, sex makes me think about God or animals. It's like, do, do cats come? They do because they ejaculate, mm-hmm. but do they have like a feeling of like,
4: this is awesome while
0: they're,
2: I think I, that's what drives them coming, to do it. I think m- like maybe cats
4: is a weird example because their <laughs> penises are barbed, right? So I feel like maybe like some, some animals. Yeah. And I've always wondered about that too. Like uh, with cats, what's up with that? Like, is there any enjoyment for the woman? Cause you would assume a barbed dick is not going to be helping anyone's day. Right. like whatsoever
0: right and we're not it's not like you're getting any nipple stimulation on any of those eight <laughs> nips like they're not like
3: you know
2: they're not right. doing like
0: a sexy although cats I've seen cats be real sexy with each other when they like push on each other and
2: cats are way more sexy than dogs like cats like like get like into that sensual like touch and rub and shit dogs yeah. are like huh, huh, what's up what's up you want right. to fuck and it hops right on them
0: I guess you're right it's pleasure that drives and then for humans it's that moralistic thing we put in front of ourselves so that we don't just run around naked and fuck everything. But then why not? Why not? Yeah. Like, why don't we... Why why do we create these relationships where we... Okay, let's get into, like, monogamy and... Let's do it. And this kind of shit, right? Because people do it on a moralistic basis. And I've been thinking about it lately because I've had multiple relationships that are... I'm a serial monogamist, right? Like, I was with the same guy for 13 years and then I've had... I had a short stints but, you know, I've been with... Jonathan and I have been together for almost four and a half years. Coming up, right, very soon, to June. June is four and yeah. a half. No, it's June a long is long relationship. Yeah, it's long. And so, uh, the the question is, like, I mean, and I don't work hard at my relationship anymore. Like, the past couple of weeks, I've been working hard at comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it. Like, I already know him. What what more is there to discover about him? <laughs> yeah. You know, or yeah. whatever. I mean, I'm being kind of a dick about it, but he doesn't listen to the show, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when you find like, okay, so I haven't been, I, I haven't been, attra- I haven't been attracted to people for a long time. And a lot of it is that I turn the switch off in my head and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm just not attracted to anybody. But then if I reflip that switch, I go, well, I can be attracted. And is there something wrong with that? And then when you start thinking like, what are the parameters of my relationship? and how much time are we putting in and should we put more time into each other or should we put time into other people or Mm -hmm. should like what kind of and is it healthier to like go outside and look for other people or is it like well I have to put the work in and I just have to start doing anal
3: you know like what (laughs) is the (laughs)
4: Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about that because I just got out of an eight year relationship eight which years? is a long time I I got in that relationship when I was like 20 Yeah. so it's been a long time and I definitely had that feeling too where like you, you turn off you go like this is now like where we are and you put the blinders on for a lot of things in life like for your creative passions for other people for even friendships for just relationships in general because I think especially because I have the same issue with serial monogamy as soon as you get with someone I think it's almost the fear of like losing that and so you start compromising and making little changes and eventually like for some people that person can become everything because you've blocked everything else off and then that's a self-limiting problem because you're like now you're my everything no one person can be everything well it's it's,
0: it's codependency.
4: codependency it's a codependency right that's saying that I can't live without you because of these things that you provide in my life I think part of the the root of it is Accepting that we're all going to die alone, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. It doesn't matter how like tight you hold on to anything. And I think that people look at a relationship like, at least I'll have nothing else, but I won't be alone. And I think you have to embrace that like we're all alone, and you walk through life alone, and it's like the things you feel and experience, that's all that you have to take with you. Right. So I think like anything, like any drug or anything that can affect your life in a positive or negative way, the same with relationships, it can become too much. Like, anything you do to... Anything you overdo is going to become too much, no matter what it is. Yeah. But then...
0: Is it, is it just unnatural for, are people who've been married for 40 years, are they just insane or is it they just gave up?
2: I, I think there's something to be said about being in a long term lasting relationship. Maybe everybody in that relationship is miserable or maybe they actually have something worked out where it works out for them and they don't, why would I go out and, I, and look for something yeah, else I think at a certain w- point. Things, people want different things from life.
4: Yeah. And I think uh-huh. sometimes very rarely people can figure out how to monitor. A relationship where they don't lose sight of all of the other things in their life and it just becomes another like peg in their overall board and I think those might be the successful people that still have happiness at the end of it because they didn't compromise the other areas like they understood it's like I'm gonna go play bingo you're gonna go read that book nobody's upset everyone's fine we're like still we are with each other but we're pursuing life right
0: see yeah that's where I am right now where it's so Jonathan used to come to all of my comedy and then he started being like I to come to all your comedy so I started Good. spending more time at the bar and not doing comedy but then I realized like I want to be doing comedy so I started doing lots of comedy and we just haven't been spending any time together yeah but I'm like really fulfilled by comedy right now so mm-hmm. and I'm not fulfilled by spending meaningless time at the bar unless there's stage time which he loves to do
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs> he doesn't care about that stage time no. doesn't it
0: care at all I mean he loves talking to people there. Yeah, he likes yeah. like the community that's there.
2: Well that's what can be super cool about hanging out at bars and stuff is just the conversations you get in with people. It's, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah.
0: And it's great, but if I'm in a drink every night of the week, I want it to be for a purpose.
2: Yeah, totally. totally. And I, so
0: we're we're starting to like um Well, we're trying to figure it out. We're talking about it, so that's good.
2: I broke up with my somewhat longtime girlfriend recently, like like two years, and uh, it was because I had been I just told her I, I need to do comedy full-time because I've been doing comedy every night for like a few months and not yeah. spending any time with her like, yeah. like that. Because well, you have to then,
6: drive too. you're yeah.
2: driving
0: an hour and a half. Uh-huh.
2: And it takes a toll. Yeah. It takes a toll after a while. And then she was like, all right, can I depend on you to be at things that you say you're going to be there for? I said, yeah. no. no. I said, you no, no. <laughs> no, you can't. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, well, I've started doing that with even like real friendships. They're like, do you want to meet for lunch at 2.30 on Tuesday? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. And they're like, well, why is it? Because everything else in my life is so scheduled like tonight i've got 5 30 signups at eagle then i'm at piano fight for the show and then i've got 9 p.m at bricks so i've got tonight nice. all mapped out oh and yeah i'm yeah. coming back and tomorrow like i'm babysitting but so i've got i've got so many things in my schedule that i just don't want to schedule time for friends i'm like if you want to see me come out and see me do comedy
2: yeah, wow. yeah you yeah, have
0: totally. multiple times of the week if you miss me Mm-hmm. Come on Friday to Pam Come Comedy Clubhouse. Come on and see. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm gonna be every Friday from eight to ten.
2: All my friends are comics. All my friends are other comics. I'm
0: starting to get that
2: way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because we see them around. I know. Right. So it's like and but that's the thing is other people expect time that's that's how relationships works it's that it takes time I and get hang along out together. great with
2: other people it's just like I don't spend time with them because I'm mm-hmm. just yeah we're all doing the same thing together all Come the time do different comedy. places they're the, they're the only constant to every room is the same people I'm doing it with so you become pretty tight yeah absolutely you know and
0: I'd love to be tight with some audience members hey audience members oh, yeah. come out to the four open mics here at Mutiny Radio every I you want like to see me? S- come see me
2: I like tomatoes I feel like that because I've been going up a lot for like the past few years and that crowd is a pretty regular crowd so like they somewhat know me at that point and sure. it's, it's a really cool experience to, to still do that
0: well and then you're, then you're out of the woods on your first thing about being a comedian is you get up there and you're like like me
3: yeah,
2: they've
0: gotta got to like you in order to get your jokes because before you say well, before I say horrible things about abortion mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. they have to like me first and so yeah. it's how how do you engender yourself to an audience and be likable but if they already know you oh, then you then and they already trust you they, yeah, they yeah, trust you, can, you just
2: be funny yeah you can start wherever you yeah. want yeah, yeah. and it's
0: not a, have it's to really worry about something. that whole like yeah. trust building with the audience bullshit yeah
2: but yeah. it's, it's, you, you'd have to do it every single set because every new audience doesn't know what you did the night before. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter how hard you killed last night. Right. This audience is like what you got right now. So you got to, every set's brand new. And
0: they can get super, well, so, and I I have tons of Jesus material and tons of religious stuff, but yeah. where do I bring that out and what's the right audience for it? And if you choose the wrong audience, I mean, and look, we all have different material. We all have tons of time and all these different jokes. Mm-hmm. But somehow you have to like suss out the audience and figure out which material they're going to like because like there are people that actively don't like Jesus jokes. Like they are
2: and as soon as you do one, it'll ruin your whole set for oh, her, yeah. that person. Yeah. Yeah. they're like Pff. yeah.
0: And I've I've bombed because I just didn't. I, the I, they, they didn't like that. They didn't like that I was making fun of Jesus. They just didn't like it because mm-hmm. they were all whatever their past was that they were bringing to the audience stuff. Yeah, You're like, and
2: everything I, you love is a lie. Well, <laughs> yeah, and I tried
0: to switch to cats. Yeah, and yeah. I was there for a minute. But then they only liked it when I made fun of lesbians, which was really cheap. I'm yeah, like, so
2: weird. I can <laughs> They're now? like, oh, here's something we can laugh at. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was like, weird. this audience. I
0: don't, but then, And then I don't want to blame the audience because that's the worst thing a comic can do. Is be that's like, supposedly a bold. big rule.
2: Don't blame the audience. Yeah. I don't blame the audience. I try not to. But
0: Kayla, blame the audience?
4: No. I, I mean, I try not to because I feel like at this point, most of the audiences I'm getting are like, you can't blame them. Like something else Is fucking up
0: Well and usually What we're getting As audiences Are, are people that are Comedy is thrust upon them In a situation They uh-huh.
2: weren't expecting uh-huh. They're like
4: I just wanted to eat A sandwich <laughs> yeah. I wanted Camp to happening.
2: drink Alone tonight And <laughs> yeah. now you guys Are yelling at me About dicks and shit And yeah. Tinder Or whatever Tinder, dumb thing oh, I mean the yeah. the
0: dumbest topics It makes me so angry Every time Anytime in an open mic It a kid starts doing Tinder jokes, like my brain just turns off. I'm yeah. like, boring.
2: There's just some of those topics that you just have heard so many times at open mics. Yeah. And then once you hear people who don't even notice that that's happening and they just add to the plethora of of dating app jokes. Right. Like maybe you're, maybe unless this take on it is just so... Takes, takes. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's just so revolutionary, just, it's it's probably overdone.
0: Yeah. It's, I just, I just can't even did you guys you guys ever do dating apps no you were long i term... did
2: i did that's how i met my last girlfriend oh wow. on tinder yeah well we matched you... on tinder and then she saw me at a show and then she recognized me from the show on tinder
0: wow and, and that was a two-year relationship yeah wow yeah. off of tinder off of tinder hey everybody yeah. it can work
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but and but you, you like you don't app
2: no i don't no, no.
0: gotcha no, no more apping. No apping. No, no All right, you no. were you were in the only napping. No apping. Napping. <laughs> but you were the same way. You were in the eight year relationships. So you're just not. I, an apper. Yeah, I,
4: it was almost like before Tinder. Like they were just starting to to get together, and there was no like easy app. I think there was Grinder. I think there was like fucking in bushes you could app, but there was right. no like committed relationships. And we met like I met him at work, and yeah, I and I haven't I haven't gone on a dating site. I feel like, I always feel creepy about it. Like, I, I get enough weird DMs just in my day-to-day that I don't want to, like, open myself up for weird DM. I don't want to be like, hey, this is your opportunity if you want to be fucking creepy.
0: People do it all the time on me on Facebook, and I thought that we were over that. And they're like, hey, just looking for friends. Oh. And I'm like, ooh, boy, no, yeah. don't. I don't, mm-mm,
2: no. You ever have a producer message you about a show at, like, 5 in the morning and, like and, like, oh ask God. you about your personal life. That's so. happened to
4: me. Really? Yeah, I had I, I had a producer at, like, 3 a.m. go, like, hey, do you want to do my show? And I was like, sure, that would be great. Uh, why are we both up at 3 a.m.? But, like, yeah, that'd be great. And he goes, oh, uh... Are you happy with your boyfriend? And I was like what? Yeah. yeah And I had just seen this producer and I and so I was like well I'm like eight months pregnant right now because I was and I was like so I'm about like that amount of happy and committed. Like I you know it's like of all the times and then it was like oh well never mind like I've gotta go. And I was like you are Did he seriously? book you on the show? No. And I know, right? Oh yeah and I was like what does it take like I remember having a shaved head like having a shaved head and being like eight months pregnant and shit like that still happening and be like what must I do to be unfuckable because it's like unreasonable like every time I would just hear my mom's voice go men would fuck a watermelon like it doesn't like (laughs) like it's just like what is the point (laughs) well I mean I guess there's a
0: pregnant lady fetish that a lot of people
2: have it exists
4: I don't understand it.
0: I,
2: yeah. Hey,
0: it's life. You, they want the baby to grab its dick. I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> supposed to happen. Like the arm magically reaches out.
4: Like a Russian nesting doll. <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, got uh, it. Oh, God. It's so great. What is this thing?
2: <laughs> wow. Starting to learn quicker. It's learning more right. earlier on.
0: It's like, well, I thought that, I thought old ladies were gross, but now I guess milf porn is like a thing. And they're like, yeah, ladies yeah. in the 40s are hot. There's MILF
2: and like, porn what? and then there's mature porn too. Mature is like 50 plus. I think MILF is like, Wow. I think that's the cutoff. Yeah. But you can be both too. I've seen both videos. Wow. wow. Both.
4: I've seen both videos. I've seen all the videos.
2: I've seen some videos.
0: You're an expert. Yeah. It's, I just, wow. I, it just surprised me when children were hitting on me. I thought that was cute. <laughs>
6: Twenty five, like, you're way too young. They're
0: like, no, 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 that's fine. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the way the future's going. Is that people yeah. are being less
2: ageist? Yeah,
0: ageist or I, maybe, maybe it's just that we as people are getting to be such garbage and be so ugly that if we're even just a little bit attractive people are mm-hmm. like
2: what yeah yeah totally
0: <laughs> everyone's eyes are just too close together it's <laughs> getting confused
2: if, if nothing's <laughs> fucked you up real bad it's not that hard to not be ugly you know like,
0: well what was that movie that I loved Shallow Hal, where the premise of it was awful but good with it's Gwyneth Paltrow but she's in a fat suit and he sees her as skinny because Anthony Robbins gave him some voodoo shit in an elevator where he's like you only see the inner beauty in people and so his girlfriend who was super hot is like now super ugly and she's like oh but I'm like look at that they're already objectifying wow. like even in the thing with the fat the thin and the ugly and, the other, and then the other one was too skinny and I'm like ugh like Whoa. so just all of like the body so image the rest of the world would
2: see his girlfriend is fat but he saw her as skinny the right time. because Anthony Robbins it. did some witchcraft he on him the Craft. What yeah. you Think was uh, the, well put the seatbelt in the car. Did you think it was just like kind of? Oh, he does a up, like he does a atmosphere. funny joke
0: with. There's a funny punchline with panties. Is that she's so hot and they're getting into bed, and she throws her underwear at him, and when he gets them, they're like huge.
2: <laughs> oh, and yeah. he's like,
0: How'd you do that
2: trick? <laughs> what like, a cool magic trick. I didn't know you're a magician. Too. Yeah.
0: So it's it goes on and on. Like that's all the gags. Is that. Oh, yeah. He sees her as being skinny, but the world sees her as being fat. But then the, the blinder, and yeah. Like, well, and the, his friends keep telling him, like,
6: "What's
0: going on?" And then <laughs> uh, like, Jason Anderson is his friend, who's super shallow too. Yeah. And and but the, the I mean I I get that they're trying to advance like the idea that we shouldn't be so we shouldn't uh, um, like objectify everybody and that the way that people look shouldn't be that the way that we interact or treat them.
2: It shouldn't that be. That the
0: inside should be the stuff, but
2: have It's you about ever, being nice. But have you ever
0: tried to talk to someone with a lazy eye? Like, which idea is like that? Like, I don't want to be a dick, but I'm a dick. Like, I don't know. I, I like to
2: look at the one that's looking away. And just look right at that one. <laughs> I no one and
0: it doesn't, like, make them ugly. It just makes them different. And then, mm. like, what makes us as humans go, different is bad.
2: Right, is that impulse that's not good at all, that, that we should really work on as, as people? Because when you see something that's different, your immediate thought is like fear or something like that. Right, yeah. but
0: is yeah. that like, is that a product of being alive, or is that, and is that something that religion tries to train out of us? I think it's a us? tribal
2: aspect, it's kind of instinctual, like we, we were in tribes like for a long time, and I think it's kind of like you see somebody if they look different, different, like we might have to fuck these people up, we don't know, or they might try to fuck us up, like, right. yeah
0: our survival depends on mm-hmm. things being same.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: When, cult- when biodiversity is like the main thing that keeps the earth going, it's like mm-hmm. it's multitudinous species, and yet we're like, no. Nah, mm-hmm. It's like when you're on the BART and you see um, two ugly people and they have uh, triplets and they're all ugly, but then yeah. they have a fourth one that's ugly too. <laughs> and you're like, what did you think was gonna happen with this biodiversity fuck bags? Like you didn't, cause she's gotta fuck the mailman for this to work on oh, the fourth yeah. kid. You know, like oh, yeah.
2: she probably tried, but the mailman wasn't that hot either. Yeah. <laughs> he got she, he got all of her genes. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't know how it works. Do you do? Are your kids good looking?
4: They're pretty white. They're pretty like, Well, I don't
0: mean white doesn't mean they good white? looking. No, but <laughs> yeah.
4: a, I'm saying like they look pretty much like exactly like me. Like that's my daughter, great. I have pictures of her when she was what like we're the same age and like you can't really tell the difference, which is creepy. Like I, I feel like that's a problem. Maybe that's what more so I'm saying is like there was not a lot of biodiversity. Like if right. my kid looks exactly like me, the gene pool is too close. Right. Like we need mm. that we need them to look not at all similar. Pull the mic closer to you. Oh wait, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, but I think that yeah. would be that would be better. Like I, I think about that all the time because I read that uh, National Geographic article about like at some point, like all of the genes blending, and there's going to be like a, a lot, like different shades of people. You think and at one point, it's
2: going to be just everybody the same. Color that's what kind of like what
4: the article was saying, which was it all just
2: kind of blends. Yeah, it was like an, a
4: weird like take on it. But I was thinking like, by not being more diverse in my gene pool, have I screwed my children's like longevity in the gene pool? Wow,
0: because they don't have like they there might be some weird thing that just white people like sickle cell anemia right. or yeah. something you know yeah. like, that targets virally or targets genetically right or like
4: like if if everything is changing that like at some point they'll become like they'll like it won't be like a good she pull a pull from people, be like, "No, we're not interested in that. Like, we know it's trash."
0: Oh ah, <laughs> They'll be like those those weird round-eyed white people. Yeah. They're a problem. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. watch out for those super Nordic light people. Like, <laughs> wow. No, I mean that could that could definitely happen. But I mean, I'm kind of hoping for the water world scenario, where someone will get
2: gills,
4: right?
0: Like oh, where yeah. when That's such like a good, yeah. the when the evolution comes back into play. Mm-hmm. Another go
2: back into fish
0: yeah <laughs> right yeah, well yeah, depending on close. what happens with the melting of the ice caps yeah. and what happens with the water I don't
2: know. oh yeah hopefully we can adapt quickly like that yeah. So. yeah
0: tiny vestigial tails
2: something
4: <laughs> right
0: there um, there was another crazy thing I was thinking about with so it was water world with uh, I got really high all of a sudden um, <laughs> genetic changes no, I can't remember it's gone but water world is a trippy one Because the humans get to a point where they have gills. And what would we... Oh, I know what it was. Aliens. So some people think that aliens are just time travelers from the future. Because we keep looking at all these screens and that our eyes will naturally get bigger and like weird because of all the screens that we look at. And like, we're, makes sense. we're not going to go out as much. We're not going to have any much direct light because the environment's going to be so difficult for us, et cetera, et cetera. So
2: the screens are so new though. They're like in the past 20 years or something or right. maybe more yeah. than that. But it's been so it's, it's totally pervasive. taken over. It's taken yeah. over yeah. everything. Everyone has. Yeah. It. Yeah.
0: So that if we ruin our environment to the place where we genetically change into these beings with bigger eyes and lighter skin that can't go out in the sun because it's too dangerous we could look like little alien greys that could be time travelers from the future coming back to like be like no don't fuck it up (laughs) everybody we're like seriously you guys are fucking it up and they're using DMT for travel
2: oh yeah that's how they do it so they can like portal
0: they can come through and be like hey come with us we're gonna show you all the good stuff like in the future and you gotta stop Nice. What's going on here? Nice. I don't know. Crazy theories.
2: DMT. I've heard a lot of special stuff about it. A lot of cool stuff. I got offered it at a bonfire one time, but I was like, not at not right bonfire. now. Not, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready.
0: Yeah. Around a lot of people could be scared. Yeah.
2: And a lot of people I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to yeah. do that.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. Wherever you're going, nobody's there. Nobody. there, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't. Exactly. It's just that do you trust the people that for the reality there ex- the reality you're experiencing has nothing to do with the reality they're experiencing but your no. body is still exactly my in physical that body is there is and in i reality I,
2: I was i felt like a lot of them were a little sketchy so yeah they like, could yeah. definitely
0: if you have any if, yeah you're not there you're mm-hmm. definitely not inside your body for 10 to 15 minutes you're that's so not crazy there.
2: To me. you just yeah you just there There's nothing to do you go with. up or do you just go in you
0: go away to a different place yeah, like it's yeah. just not even there just isn't but it's like it feels to me it felt like my body was there I just wasn't where my body was like like where I was I was like this is my body here I am sitting here in this place that isn't where I was it's okay. weird so it's yeah. like yeah. you just travel I don't know, it's weird. DMT
4: experience, anything? No, like I never... I grew up with a dad that was, like, obsessed with, like, aliens, and, like, we'd listen to Jeff Rentz every night when I was going to sleep, and they'd be like, this is the portal to hell, like, lowering a camera and now. Like, it was, like, that kind of shit. So I always, like, was interested in like all of those concepts but I I've not really done a lot of drugs like I went straight from being like a young person working to like a mom and so I didn't have a lot of downtime to like get freaky right so it's it, but I and I had never really heard of DMT before you guys were talking about it wow and yeah that's how it, I'm in the hole so I was wow. like, what well, is this yeah.
0: it's just mind well it's mm-hmm consciousness is real and when we alter our consciousness and put ourselves in altered realities are those things real and if we learn things from those places that's real when you
2: expand your consciousness it it does something for you
0: it it can't or and it well it does no matter what it changes you yeah and so a lot of people are like super afraid of that change and Mm -hmm. they you know they'll be like as it's bad and it's well it can be if you if you take too much of it and when like the Wall is melting, and you talk to your cat. Like maybe that's super scary for some people. Yeah. but
2: that sounds like a pretty cool I talk, to my cat. I talk to my
0: cat all the time. The
2: wall melted a little bit. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Well, and it's just all kinds of visual changes, and you know that you're in reality, but you know that what you're seeing isn't that, and what you're thinking is different. But it's, I don't know. It's like being of two minds that you're, you're there, but you're not there. So there's mm-hmm. something to be learned.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I hallucinogenic experiences, like whether you feel like you're being closer to God or whether it's just chemicals, if you feel like that, then that's all good. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. And. Uh, if you yeah, if you feel religious states in altered states, that's that's still human experience. We're mm-hmm. humans. We're experiencing mm-hmm. it. That makes it real. Yeah. So you know, if you chase Jesus around in a field on acid, that's fun. Then there you go. I
2: think that's how a lot of religions got started was by eating some sort of psychedelic thing, and then the, it just through stories and stuff. It just turns into these uh, crazy for crazy stories. That, sure. they, that, they, that they all tell. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, there, I mean, there's all kind of gypsum weed,
2: mm-hmm.
4: salvia. Marijuana. Mushrooms mushroom, were going mushrooms, up. Mushrooms. Good, yeah. yeah. you done mushrooms before? I haven't. I've not done mushrooms. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. How? I mean, how much time do you
0: spend a day with your little people like all the time
4: I spend uh, yeah like a good chunk of it like for the most part like if I'm doing something like this I'm I'm not but um but yeah like I try to take them from the time they wake up until like three or four and then I go to shows gotcha. so I get like about as much time as like a normal working mom would yeah so it works but like we I, I did take a break the other weekend and like I tried acid for the first time Wow which was a big thing because up until then it had only been pot sure so it was like a, a jump, but it was good. It was crazy. Like, I know what you mean when you're like of two minds and just sort of floating around, like picking at pieces and being like, I never noticed that. Oh my God.
0: Were you having trouble with speech or with mm. um, like expression? That Was it difficult to talk I don't
4: remember yourself. it being like that difficult I remember it being pretty fluid At some point so I'd feel like I was talking But it would be just in my mind ah. So I was like I, I might have been way less coherent Than I thought at the time
0: Gotcha Yeah did you see, Was there? were there any like large-scale revelations or any yeah, there cool was, big hallucinations?
4: Yeah, there was a lot. And it's funny like when you come down because it's like, I don't want to go back to like cooking breakfast and washing dishes. And it's like, I'm a celestial being now. Like I has <laughs> transformed <laughs> and all of these earthly, I have to piss. Like, what do you mean? It takes so much time out of my day, you know?
3: Wow.
4: <laughs> right, well...
0: It's not very cosmic to have to take care of. The business of life does not right. feel very cosmic. Right.
4: You're like, "Oh, that's right. We have to life. maintain everything." Yeah. Well, the business of
0: life is really difficult and your life the, chores. Well, the, the that's one of the things that they trick you with the rich person thing is that once you make enough money, you no longer have to deal with the business of life. Right. That you don't have to do your own laundry, you don't have to drive yourself, you don't have to, you know, if you have enough money, you could take an Uber every week, every day from, you know, yeah, yeah. from Santa Rosa to here, you could you never have to do your laundry, they'll pick it up, you could have every food piece delivered to you all the time now, if you have enough money you got that money.
4: But that's, but like, the less that you want for, like, the more freedom you actually have. Right. And that's yeah. how you get on that cycle because, like, it, it becomes, like, well, I'll work a little more. Well, now I need a little more to justify it. And eventually you're, like, completely caught up where it's, like, you literally could shower. Never. Like, you know, you could you could eat, like, minimally and you could wander and just be up to your own devices but it's like all these constructs of society the construct of freedom right mm-hmm. con- right mm-hmm. exactly like true freedom looks nothing
0: like the freedom you yeah. think it looks like well because they're saying they say have freedom get a Mastercard. have freedom get a new car yeah. have it's like all of the things and then
2: things getting make- all these things creates people makes people trapped right, exactly. and they no longer have freedom well, because yeah. they're paying off all this shit sure. they're supposed to get to look like and you really do trade life.
4: money for freedom because it's like they're like well you have to exercise to live so you have to give us money to do that and you're like but couldn't I take a walk no 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 Give us money. Right. Then we'll let you exercise. Like, they, when you take away that control right. and you commodify like everything that makes life life, that's right. when things go to shit real quick.
0: Yeah. Well, they
4: commodified
0: mommying because you, you have right. your nanny and you have your childcare and you have your schooling.
4: Well, because they, they, the thing they did is they said, well, we will not allow your child in here so you must get somebody else to watch them and so you must give them money instead of saying like yeah go to the grocery store with your kid go to work with your kid like have right. your kid in your life sure. they separate it and they like commodify that relationship Right. and then you're like oh well I suppose I do have to do that like I've thought about that all the time like I've almost brought Una on stage my like my eight my five month old so many times yeah cause I'm like why can't she hang out here with me sure. and then I'll do my five minutes and then go back to being Wait, just with her baby Bjorn very right, easy just carry her around with little me little baby backpack exactly yeah. but then people are always like no 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 the children must not be here and it's like but this is life so that's in and of itself fucked up because then you're like well they don't get to see what actual life looks like until we kick them out of the nest and now they're wholly unprepared and it's easier to get them like you don't know what you're doing give us money and we'll show you how to do this thing i've done
0: poetry shows where i've brought children i did one where i had a baby strapped to me because i was babysitting for the weekend and i was like well i'm booked for the show bringing the baby (laughs) and i was nannying and i was in another show and i brought my two girls that i was nannying and i was like all right Here's what a poetry show's about. They're going to say the F word. Nanny Pammy's going to say the F word. That's okay. Being artistic. That's nice. You don't get to say (laughs) it, right? And I brought him in, sat him down. One of them is super autistic. They were at the poetry show. When I was
4: done, we left. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Um, your heads not? didn't
2: explode. Right. Your heads yeah. didn't
4: explode. Well, and I like I realized that with my daughter cuz I talked to her pretty much like I talked to anybody. Like I I there's no censoring and we were out one day and she was like picking her nose and I was all up in the societal like, "Oh no, no nose picking. Like that's rude." And I was like, "They're going to like send a letter home from school if you're picking your nose. They're like you got to stop." And she looked at me and she was like, "Listen. I can't get all the boogers out with a tissue. I use my finger because it's more effective. And then she just stops and she goes, can you let me live? (laughs) And I was like, holy shit. Yes, I'm so sorry. Like it's because there's, I think a lot to be learned, like the back and forth. Because I think kids see the world in a way that we've forgotten how to see it. Mm. And so sometimes you have to not force like what you already think on them and actually listen to what they're saying because they have a good perspective and you're like oh shit that's completely true i apologize instead right. of being like no you're a kid you need to shut the fuck up right yeah i mean they have they can
0: have a valid perspective they can be very smart unless oh, yeah. we just tell them to keep shutting up right <laughs> which was what's seen and not heard seen and not yeah. heard that's what i grew up with yeah. You, we hear you. We're right here.
3: We can
2: totally
0: hear you. Like, but you're not
3: listening.
2: <laughs> yes, you're
0: hearing me, but you're not listening to what I'm saying.
2: I'm talking to your face, but it's not yeah, actually it's getting it's not they're not yeah, actually yeah, yeah. getting it. So cool.
0: Well, awesome. Is there anything else that you guys wanna talk about? Should we just smoke pot? That's fun. <laughs> Do you have any like,
2: smoke like more pot? Yeah, we should smoke yeah. more pot. I have posted a open mic on acid or two. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't uh, I, I don't suggest it. Doesn't it? <laughs> it's really difficult. It's kinda of fun if you're coming down like on the well, other end, but if you're like peeking and doing it, it's like it's time is a
0: construct and knowing what a walk knowing what a cell phone is and what it does and trying to time mm-hmm. it's too much multitasking, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. your brain's extra multitasking with its hallucinations and its non-reality feelings and functions that to try to be like focused on something like four minutes is uh-huh. in itself uh-huh. you're like yeah. time is a construct made like by one, man why do we even care like I'll how many you words four you get 475 words to start <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be the one counting <laughs> <You don't get.
2: laughs>
0: that's all you get
2: just
6: uh, all you want
2: to do.
0: yeah just like i mean but that's i've i've tried to do it on acid i just had a fun time and yeah probably yeah. it's hey it's somewhere in the archives
2: oh nice nice Terrible, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah, no, it's having anything that you have to do. Like, phones are bad. Cars are bad. What is the other thing that's bad? Recording something is bad when you're on acid. Because if you record it and you go back to it, you're like,
6: what? Oh, yeah. What?
2: Yeah. What? This does not mean the what? same this thing at all as I thought it not anything of what yeah. I
6: thought. <laughs>
0: but phones are bad because, same thing, you're like, forget what it is or that you're even talking and then you have to listen at the same time. It's mm-hmm. just too hard mm-hmm. and you don't know who's on the other end and like yeah. are they really there and all that stuff. And I've, cars I
1: can't drive. I can't
2: Yeah. No. I've uh I microdose mushrooms one time at Milk Bar and I just a little bit, just like I had just a mushroom or two. And then I didn't really know when I was tripping until I looked at my phone and then I, I just saw, you see the, the shroomy phone yeah. in your hand and you're like, oh wow, okay.
6: Oh, All hey. right,
2: this is something that's happening now. I gotta go up on stage. Right, Yeah. yeah. don't get scared. That, that was a good one though. A little microdose of mushrooms and going up there was a good crowd there. I was comfortable, I was feeling good and it was, it, to to have a good set and also be kind of tripping on mushrooms is a, is a great feeling. Well, that yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, it also solidifies
2: two things at once.
0: But your script is pretty solid in your mind. It's not mm-hmm. like you're going to forget. Mm-hmm. It's not like no. you haven't worked hard enough for the past five years that you're going to get up on stage and be like, I can't
6: remember any no, that's of the my thing. jokes. I just say jokes. I just, yeah, I just, just whatever yeah, jokes come yeah, into yeah, your head, just yeah, say yeah, them. It'll be fine. Yeah. We've yeah. Just trust your brain. Yeah. You know, it knows. The I script. try not to
2: do that at Real up my side because it, it can go monotone, you know, and just like you're reading off something in your head. I don't do that anymore. But but if I'm like if I'm trying to get through something like on my own and I gotta do stand up then that's not a bad thing to fall back to Yeah. at all yeah. yeah and still have a good time while you're doing it so they don't even know
0: they don't even know
2: yeah no the it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter doesn't yeah.
0: matter yeah that's what I have to think about tonight at the piano fight when I do that stupid improv bullshit that I'm not good at oh yeah it doesn't really matter I just can say whatever comes to my head and it, it'll either people will either like it or they won't I can't I can't worry about it
2: I'm doing improv at a show next week uh, I was supposed to practice with the guys today and, and but I but I started I'm gonna host that open mic the music mic instead
0: oh, yeah. so many opportunities uh, what opportunities are knocking down your door Kayla you got any
4: <sighs> yeah I've uh... I just did Sally's last night which was super fun and then um, I have another show coming up. Actually I have to look. I've gotten so bad about like n- looking at the calendar and seeing what's on the horizon, but I don't even remember. No. No. I feel like we're doing Oh, we're doing one with Kip uh, I think on the 15th. Yeah. Yeah. Of June. Yeah. Gotcha. Cuz I was like the 15th was yesterday. Yeah.
2: yeah. No. <laughs>
4: no. yeah, yeah. And you see that's why like that, yeah, that's why that situation happened yesterday cuz like nothing is scheduled and I was like, "Oh my god." I might be
2: going to Tahoe with the Happies band. Wow, and, cool. And opening for there. And, uh, That's great. Yeah, it's, I think at the end of June or something like that. That'll be really fun. Yeah. yeah that'll be tight.
0: Uh, they have a huge group on Facebook, the people that yeah, love the Happies. Yeah. They're great, yeah.
2: I'm a uh, big fan. Are they from Santa Rosa? Um, Nevado. Oh, right, yeah. which is like on the way. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. pretty stuff out there. Yeah. They have
0: a it, uh, on the way. I just think of the In-N-Out's on the way.
2: Oh, it is. Between. Yeah. I like that Nevado In-N-Out. I work in In-N-Out a lot. Nevado a lot. You used, Did you out. used
0: to work in an In-N-Out? No no, 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 no. That would no, be, no. I had a friend who worked at In-N-Out. And it was fun because we were doing musical theater together, and it was a big dancing thing. And so every day she'd come to rehearsal, and I'd want to dance next to her because she smelled like In-N-Out, nice. and it was so nice. fun. And she'd always like be like, "I'm sorry, you guys, I'm sorry, I smell like." I was like, "Girl, no, I am please, dancing next please. to you. I love me some In-N-Out." Rub it in next time. Yeah, really? like, mm. yeah. I, I'm only allowed to eat it once a month. It's oh, like yeah. one of my oh, yeah. it's one of my big rules.
2: Do you go protein style, or do you do anything about the No, bun I just eat. I usually. Style?
0: I usually order. Uh, I usually with Jonathan. We usually, he usually gets double double with the fries and the drink, and then I get two cheeseburgers because I end up eating his fries and he end up eating the second half of my cheeseburger.
2: How long into your relationship did you start memorizing? Did you know his In-N-Out order?
0: Oh, probably pretty pretty, pretty soon in pretty there. Yeah, pretty on. early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of
2: the first things you learn about a person. In is, California, is at least. what they yeah, how they eat be. their In-N-Out. Yeah, yeah, exactly of in and out order are you
0: i don't like yeah. animal fries but i do always get two sauce packets on the side for my friends. oh yeah yeah, yeah. nice because i really like their sauce
2: i always get ketchup and mustard instead of the spread gotcha, gotcha. yeah yeah mustard bad news oh <laughs> yeah oh you hate the mustard can't deal oh, yeah. with it yeah, yeah. no yeah.
0: french's yellow mustard is like abhorrent do you have a bad
2: memory <laughs> with mustard or is it like a uh is it just a taste was
0: thing? i raped at a baseball game no uh no no I'm, no, I'm kidding <laughs> there was um I can't go to baseball games because the smell of mustard is so oppressive it is it, it, is it might have to do with uh my brother playing baseball in Danville it might I, I mean I'm trying oh, yeah. to source back why yeah. I hate and the smell of French style mustard is so abhorrent
2: right because right. yeah. grape yeah. is fine oh yeah
0: yeah oh. yeah and stone ground mustard no problem deli mustard no problem
2: so every other mustard is just that it's mustard. Just, what is it French cool. fr- just that yellow mustard yeah.
0: that has that yeah. specific vinegary smell and it's bright yellow it's mm. it's yeah. an ungodly color
2: yeah yeah gross damn yeah but you I'm like- never gonna drink that mustard again I never drank mustard to begin with
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kayla what do you like from In-N-Out
4: Um, I usually get, like, just a regular cheeseburger and then maybe, like, a soda sometimes. I like the fries, but there's a lot of fries to get through, and I usually get, like, I'll get them. I like milkshakes. Milkshakes are pretty solid. I think, like, ice cream and milkshakes are my favorite dessert, and so I'm always down to sneak one in. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Nothing's better after a night of comedy and having a good time than just stopping it in and out on the way home and getting some (sighs) animal-style fries. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's been a top off to a good comedy evening. Like if I have a good set, I'm like, you deserve some In-N-Out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I usually go samosas, but that's because oh, I yeah. live in the Tenderloin, nice. and yeah. the only In-N-Out in San Francisco closes at nine mm-hmm. at Zavolf.
2: And it's way over. It's Zavolf. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're so far. Yeah. So sad. I just don't understand why there can't be another In-N-Out in San Francisco. Just. I know, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. you said that last week and I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to make a joke out of it and sometimes it really works. It actually works better when I do it on the back patios or at bars to yeah. people that are just standing around and I just kind of start talking about it.
2: Yeah. That's a good public issue that we all should be discussing. <laughs> Why is there only one in and out right? in all of San Francisco?
0: People start laughing, but I mean, it's not like I'm in a open at the punchline with that one although I need to start going on Sundays again I haven't been in five years so
2: oh yeah Yeah, I I just started going again too you know what was cool last time uh, Ron goes up to Joe Gorman behind me and he's like hey Joe you're next and Joe's like nah nah give my set to this kid right here and points at me and I was like that's that's super nice Ron didn't do it but it was really nice of Joe oh that that was really nice of him out to Joe that was cool yeah
0: Yeah, I need to start going again but I just (sighs) I gave every Sunday for 52 weeks to it and I yeah. got it for the first time and I was too early in comedy and I didn't do as well as I wanted to. I even mm-hmm. forgot some jo- I was just so nervous and it was back in the days of Mary Van Note and like nobody was on my team. Everybody just wanted to see me fail. I knew the comic. I just yeah. felt like yeah. Ugh. Yeah. and it just, I was like, Fuck this shit, I gave it a year. I am so butthurt, I am never going back. Yeah. I if, if I come back, it'll be because they asked me to come back because 'cause I'm so fucking funny. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so I just didn't I just couldn't give
2: You'd kill it now.
0: Yeah, I feel like yeah, I'd be like, Well now I'm not afraid now, of yeah. audiences. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. now, like you could put me in front of a thousand people and I'd be like, fucking great, cool. Okay. I wouldn't be nervous, I'd just do my thing and mm-hmm. be fine with it. But you know, I was two years in and I I I just I wasn't good enough yet.
2: I haven't been up yet, but I'm nervous about getting... I know that when he's when he comes up to me and says I'm next, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, this this is the set that means more than uh, any set for a long time. Like, right. this, this set is a big deal, and I got to really do my best right here, and I can't fuck it up. I've done cops
0: a couple of times, yeah. and I've, I've never eaten my shorts, so that's, that's good. That's good, that's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. but, you know, it's like... Again, it's like religion, following the rules. You can't be a comedian in San Francisco unless you go to the punchline every Sunday. You're not a real comedian. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pam Benjamin, yeah. you run your own room, but you are not a real comedian because you can go to the punchline on Sundays. What, wait, and what I'm punchline? like, What
2: do you do on Sundays? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah,
0: What do yeah, you do? Yeah, like, usually yeah. I watch Westworld, <laughs> but it's oh, <that's> <laughs> just because yeah, I'm yeah. uh, man. And I should, I'm going to start going. I'm going to find a little comedy buddy who's pretty new and, like, be like, under the guise of helping them, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to help yourself. Sort of help myself, yeah. Nice. I'll pick one of the newbies like TK or Charity or Max or oh, fucking the other one, uh, Devora yeah. or... Just pick yeah. one of them pick and be em. like,
6: "Hey, you guys are so new. You want to have a little friend? and We can like,
2: we can <laughs> go to Punchline together. It'd be, I think it'd be, it'd be really good for you. Right? Exactly. So you. I'm yeah. so but my ego is so big. Like, getting up before you. Are. Yeah. It, well, yeah,
1: because
0: yeah, I what? And I've already been up, but I'm not in yeah. front of Ron Vi. Like I was back in the that days when it was Jeff Smaria, okay. who used to run um, Doc's Lab, but then that disappeared, which is very sad. And that blew my mind because that was such a well-run comedy club, and it was so awesome. And I'm like, how did that go
2: under? Best of SF just uh, got canceled. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: Where was that to being done?
2: Uh, at the Hobart Building. In, oh, in, right uh, downtown. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's good for me because on Fridays it is so hard to oh, like yeah. get yeah. audiences. Now that Milk Bar, I mean Milk Bar gets a great audience. Mm-hmm. I just
2: how how many nights a week do they do shows at uh, Milk Bar? Pretty, is pretty, much, it, is every like, pretty of much every week, night Pretty much yeah, every night, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. yeah. After Brainwash went under, actually, a lot of, like, Your Place and Milk Bar, I think they've really picked up some slack in terms of open mics and kind of uh, gotten more. Yeah,
0: it's only... Brainwash closing only helped me, even though it it helped me in multiple ways because I was too complacent and comfortable there. And I was Uh, going there, like, every... I was only here and there, and I wasn't going anywhere else because it's where I could drink free beer, eat Mm -hmm. free food, get as much stage time as I wanted, host whatever I wanted. And so, I was like resting on my laurels there and not trying to grow
2: i feel like if spanky's burnt down i'd be sad but i might grow from the ashes right yeah i'm also comfortable with spanky's but i I use it i don't i used to just do every set there and that was just not good at all but uh i still feel super comfortable there more than other rooms where i can just kind of talk about anything sure yeah yeah good stuff yeah
0: well it is coming up on 320 we're just going to pretend that we're in the middle of and we'll call it 420 <laughs> uh, we've, I think we've sufficiently talked about God unless you guys want to plug oh, anything totally. or push anything or have any more like splendor, joy, beauty
4: and the wonderment that you want to share
2: with the world just be good to other people man oh, all the sense. time
4: yeah I think that's that's the thing we've been learning is like the more people you have in your life and like the more stuff you have going on as a community the better everything feels so like just getting out there and meeting people wow the mm-hmm. real religion and you're not going to you guys
0: aren't like let's just move to San Francisco we 6 months 6 months you're going to 6
2: p- months yeah either yeah yeah cuz there's there's a lot of people leaving San Francisco right a lot of comics yeah. and uh, it, there's there's uh, voids to fill in sure. terms of uh, positions and shows and stuff absolutely yeah, totally
0: yeah
2: it's exciting it's a good time no and
0: i and i, I hope everybody does well in mm-hmm. in new york it's very brave of them oh, totally. to make it, that it's, it's really good move. for them, yeah. and for people to go to LA or do whatever they're doing, like, mm-hmm. go, good luck. Yeah, but
2: I like San Francisco. I do too. I like it. it, here. it here. I want to just kind stay here. I think Tony Sparks has the right uh, idea. Have you miked in LA or in? Um,
0: yeah, um, the, I have a bunch of buddies in LA, and they give me stage time when I go down. And the I have stage
2: had, time in LA for me is so much less valuable than the stage time in San Francisco. Well, but in terms of just the the warmness of the rooms like I just don't do good shows in LA
0: I, I, I haven't had a I haven't had a problem yeah, they yeah. It's. I, I've got but also I I haven't really done any open micing I've
2: just
1: been booked on shows right so that right, might make right. a difference yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I do open mics I gotta pay for in LA ooh yeah, that's yeah. rough yeah Yeah. Rough. yeah. you yeah. pay and then you get in a raffle yeah yeah then, yeah, 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 yeah the
0: lottery at um yeah. I know the Saturday night gig down there's like this one little area in Hollywood where you can hit like four of them but two of them you have to pay and yeah, yeah.
2: I'm happy doing it here though because I like supporting this place.
0: Thanks. I know. I wish we were. I wish we had anything to sell, but well, we and don't. Well, if you think of like so. the
4: audience here, like it's really you're not paying very much. If you think about like how many listeners versus like there's 10 people at an open mic and you're sure. paying for it. Thank you
0: for saying that because even this show, some call me Tim. We, I mean, I get over 30,000 downloads a month, and I'm like, people want to listen to us talk about religion yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> really?
2: Very cool.
0: Okay. Yeah. Even my socialist news program, I'm like,
2: really? It's (laughs) socialist news. (laughs) Yeah, it's like
0: me and Latoya bitching about stuff, and she's black, and I'm white, and we get into arguments about like racism and shit. I mean, people are listening to that, okay? Oh yeah. yeah. So yay! The 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 internet has an infinite ability to listen and laugh. So, Mm
2: -hmm. a lot of people out there.
0: A lot of people, and they keep. We're at seven billion five hundred million something people on the planet right now.
4: That's crazy.
0: And now there's more. <laughs> and, yeah,
4: exactly. more. More, more.
0: So be nice to each other. Try not to yeah. enslave one another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, seriously. You're, <laughs> no don't enslave you do. people in relationships. Don't tie oh, yeah. them down. To Let everybody make choices that they want to make. Don't, don't enslave yourself Don't enslave yourself. Absolutely. To yeah. other people's ideas of what your life should be. Don't do yeah. that. Figure out your own. Think. Critical thinking is, is key here, everybody. All right. Well, this has been... Uh, this has been super fun. Thank it's you guys nice. for coming down. Yeah. Is there any? Are there any bands that you guys like that we can play for the? It's any we could we could play the Happies. We can find them if you want yeah, to play
2: that. Yeah, let's play the Happies. Yeah. 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 We listened to that yeah. CD on the way down. So oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. I'll find it off yeah. the stuff.
0: Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to some Call Me Tim. We're gonna cool. listen to the Happies for the rest of the time, and we're gonna smoke some pot and hang out. Hey, everybody, go tonight to the Eagle, six to eight, open mic. Hit me up at Piano Fight at 7 if you want to see some comedy baseball with the Sylvans. It's improv. Or come down to uh, Oakland tonight at 9 for bricks, late night frosty nugs, Hell funny yeah. stuff. Yeah. We, and you guys are hitting the all the open mics tonight. You're going to hit like the iron and gold, no, the whole thing. I, I'm,
2: I'm hosting Roaring Donkey up in Petaluma tonight.
4: Wow, you drove down just for this? Yeah. You guys are amazing. We were super stoked to do it. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) We were excited. He he was like, Hey, there might be a thing and I was like, Oh yeah, let's do it. But you're at eight o'clock you have to host. Yeah. So you can't hit
0: Eagle, it's just too early. If you went first.
2: What time is Eagle?
0: Starts at six.
2: Um, not, I don't. I want to get down. I don't want to be late. Yeah,
0: uh, because you're hosting. They're, they're
2: paying me. To put home, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be nice. I can't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, you, I to to fuck you just
0: want to be late. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. thank you for being here. We'll be back t- next week. Uh, I don't have a guest yet for Some Call Me Tim next week. We'll find out who it is. I just usually I'm really like yeah. ahead of things, and I just got in my phone to be like, oh, who's the guest on Some Call Me Tim? And I'm like, oh there are no guests
2: ever again until I book them. <laughs> no Oops. future guests. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah, so I
0: better get on bacon right now. Uh, so, hey, if you want to be a guest on some call me Tim. I had a great time. Send me a Facebook. I'll yeah. put a, nice put a word we're out gonna,
6: on it. We're going to smoke more pot. Yeah,
0: we are. I'll put the thing out when we get there soon. And uh, all right, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That was a happy uh, that we're still in some call me Tim. I'm going to play some Asada Messiah for the end of the show, just cause like, why not? I love this band. And, uh, they are a metal band here in San Francisco and they're very, very funny. And uh, Asada Messiah, like carne Asada Messiah. And it makes sense because of like, some call me Tim Messiah. Okay. Enjoy Asada Messiah. And, uh, at four o'clock, we've got the Sparkast yeah. from last night. I'm very, very excited about it because we had some really, really great uh, comedian guests. It's supposed to be Kayla Keller and Christopher Denson, but they don't care about driving. They just they drive oh, They drive everywhere. <laughs> they just drive. They're like, we'll drive. Um, but we have Josh Holub, Colin Holtz, Kahuna Kalista Sinclair, Journey Roberts, and there was one more, and I'm blank, and Kitty. And we had a great time. And uh, everybody told stories and Sparks really happy and they, anyways. Okay. So like Asada Messiah, join us next week on some Call Me Tim. Bye.
7: soul
9: to offer Run!
1: street between 8th and 9th and at 473 hate street at Fillmore. both locations are open until 10 p.m every night spark staff looks forward to serving you
9: 10 p.m wednesday it's open hanging out bender's bar.
0: bar big supporter of the mutiny radio comedy festival 2018
8: Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy.
1: Grinder Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with
8: it goes down. Come smoke with your boy.
6: Grinder
1: Spark is San Francisco's premier oh,